welcome to another episode of D-Listed, the podcast. Hi, Allison. Hi, Michael. I switched it up this time. I know. Ooh, you shocked me on that I one. Know. I almost wasn't ready for it. I'm like, wait, what's my name again? Oh, no. What's going on? So, <laughs> sadly, Allison, yes. Margaret Perrin, aka God Warrior, aka one of the greatest things to happen to reality TV, cannot <laughs> accuse us of being dark-sided gargoyle psychics. <laughs> Gargoyles, psychics, everything's ungodly. Because we didn't correctly predict people's sexiest man alive, 2018. And you know what? I really thought we were going to. Well, so on our last choices. Yeah. So on our last episode, Allison and I, we gave our predictions on who would be people's sexiest man alive, 2018. Allison guessed Jason Momoa, who I, I thought you were going to get it. Yeah. I thought it was. So did I, to be honest. Bag. I thought yeah. I was. I 100% thought you would. So I said John Lynch, which was a stretch. But, um, and then we said that if it was up to us, Allison said Tom Hanks with his mustache. And yes. I said Andrew Shue. And you mm-hmm. know, what? all four of those were very, very strong choices. And so I'm shocked that not one of those four was picked. They might be in the inside thing. You know how they always do like <gasps> sexiest politician. Yeah, like the sad runner ups. Yeah. Yeah. But so it 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 is um Idris Elba and I always and I got hate mail because I pronounce his name Idris Elba. I thought so it was Idris. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Is it? Okay, Idris Elba. Now we're going to get more hate mail. So, so anyway, mail. so Idris and I want to if if we're pronouncing it wrong, let me know because when hell freezes over and Idris Elba decides to have sex with me, I want to I want to pronounce his name correctly while we're doing it. So yeah, you don't want him all of a sudden like screwing up his face, being like, "Oh no, I've made a terrible mistake." Yeah, and leaving. No. So he is people's thirty-third sexiest man alive, and the third black man after Denzel Washington and The Rock. So last year, we all sent the editors of People a dictionary with the term "sexy" highlighted after Blake Shelton was named their sexiest man alive. So I'm glad that they finally figured out what the definition really is and yeah. actually named a sexy man as their sexiest. Were you shocked? Um, I mean, I'm not shocked because he's super sexy, but I yeah. will say that I was shocked that they put him in such a grandpa sweater for the cover. Well, look at who they're, who reads that shit. I know, but... Us, and they... we're into car- <laughs> cardigan porn. Yeah, so they put him in a cardigan on the cover and it's... I don't know it's like J Crew ish, not mm-hmm. even J Crew. Yeah, it's like uh, Brooks Spiegel. Brothers' dad. Yeah, Spiegel. Oh God, the Spiegel catalog. I love it. Um, you know what? I think maybe uh, originally when I saw it, I was like, "Gross." He looks so unsexy. But then I thought, well, "What? Maybe that's what you he- need to you need to go to Lens Crafters then because he looks sexy no matter what." I know that's what I mean though. Is like so. I think that maybe the sweater was intentional because people was like, "Well, we can't have it so sexy that all the like Walmart cashiers have to cover it up with one of those modesty screens." So by putting him in a cardigan, it kind of desexifies oh, no. him a little bit. Those moms, they love a cardigan. The Walmart, they better get a clean up on aisle everything. <laughs> that pe- this week's people is their Pornhub. Yeah, but it was a you know it's a sad day for white men with muscles. It's true because they didn't get it. But don't worry, I'm sure they'll get it next year. It'll be next year. It's going to be Chris Pratt, and then it's going to be Chris Evans, and then it's going to be Chris Pine, and it's going to be Chris Hemsworth again, and then they'll just rinse and repeat the Chris's until the end of time. Yeah. So. 
Let's move on. So congratulations. Congratulations. Not to us because we yeah. didn't get it, but. No. Well, to congratulations it, to, it to us because a sexy man was chosen um, yeah, for we're all, a title that really doesn't mean anything. But We're all winners here, really. Yeah. So moving on to Brangelina. Yes. So it's been a while since we've done a Brangelina update. And here's the update. They still ain't divorced. The <laughs> and end. things are still very messy. So there are some developments. So there was a story from TMZ this week saying that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt still can't agree on the custody situation of their six kids. So they decided to go to trial and figure it out with a private judge. The trial was supposed to start on December 4th. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And go on for about four weeks. Uh, we've been hearing forever and ever that Angie wants full custody, but Brad wants 50-50. So a quick minute after that story went up, people came out with their own story saying that Brangelina doesn't want to go to trial, that they just filed papers to keep the judge who has been temporarily, you know, presiding over their case, that that's what the paperwork was to keep that judge, that they're still trying to work it out without going to trial. December 4th is their target date for when to figure this out. This has been going on for like two years. Yeah. So a source also tells people that Angie doesn't want full custody. However, <laughs> the blast says that Angie does want to go to trial so she can drag Brad, you know, all I mean, over yeah, the courthouse and that she does want full custody. The blast sources say that Angie is planning to use the plain drama as an example of abuse to try to get full custody. So the plain drama, this is kind of what was the fall of Brangelina, when Brad supposedly got crazy on Maddox on a private plane. So it was investigated by the FBI and Child Protective Services. No charges were filed. Yeah, they said it was fine. Yeah, Brad is off the hook. So who to believe? Oh my God, yeah, who to believe? On one side, we have a source that's pointing to a DVD of Kramer versus Kramer saying, it's not going to turn out like this. And then on the other side is another source holding the same DVD saying, this is absolutely what's going to happen. It's going to be Kramer versus Kramer part two. And I'm I'm willing to go with that second person because I think... I think it's going to get really messy in that courtroom. I don't think it's going to go to trial. Oh, I see, think I think it I is. I think they're just fighting it out now like through the tabloids. So it's it's you know and and they each like they're all going to all these different tabloids obviously like each team yeah. and leaking their story and like so they went to like the blast. I'm like the blast really? Yeah. So it sounds like even the tabloids are getting sick of their shit. Like they probably call us weekly with some info. And Us Weekly, like, ugh, it's Brad again. Send that bitch to voicemail. So it's only a matter of time for the only publication they can get into is the Penny Saver's gossip column. I don't know if the Penny Saver exists anymore, but we'll find out. The Penny Saver definitely exists, and they will pick up this story with hesitation. They'll be like, well, you know, we were going to run a, we were going to run a story about an old woman who, you know, put new tennis balls on the feet of her walker, but I guess we'll go with this instead. No, they're going to go with the woman first, and then they'll push Brangelina to next week. Yeah. (laughs) But Maddox is 17 years old, so they should just give custody to him. Because in my imagination, he's already been running, you know, the family for years. So just make him the captain already. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I am the captain now. I'm the captain now. Do do we all remember that movie? Of course we do. (laughs) I didn't want to, but now I do. Yeah. Well, again... Tom Hanks with a mustache. Oh, actually, I don't think he has a mustache in that one. You know what? Whatever. Next year, Tom Hanks, you're going to get it. Um, <laughs> anyway. But if some, so if someone like 
John Gosling, who has gotten custody of one of his kids, I believe, yeah. can get custody. Brad Pitt is going to get 50-50. I mean, Angie's not going to get full custody unless she pulls out something really damaging, like Brad made the kids watch By the Sea while sober. Did you see By the Sea? No, we didn't. But I think we've talked about this before in the fact that I need to see it. It's it's a I piece actually, of art that I really should be I watching. actually really liked it because yeah. it's just... Angie crying the whole time and then like in 70s outfits and when I watched it I was drunk which was probably a good idea good and so I would fall asleep and then I'd wake up to Angie I think I probably said this I'm repeating myself but I would wake up and she's like <laughs> and then I'd fall asleep and I'd wake back up <laughs> so I I highly recommend it but anyways this is custody fight is going to go on for eternity and we'll know when it has settled when the naked Idris Elba falls ass first on my face because that means that hell is frozen over. Oh, Michael, I sincerely wish that for you. I pray every day. Yeah. So moving on from uh, people fighting about kids to a kid's author who is fighting about money. Excellent segue. Uh, So the BBC is reporting that Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, maybe the richest writer in the world, who knows, i can assume which is um, sad when jackie collins has published books that's... but you know what she she's worth billions of people's hearts and that's better than money is it no not, it's not, not really anyway, but sorry <laughs> so jk rowling has recently filed a lawsuit against her former assistant of three years a woman named amanda donaldson so amanda worked for jk um from february 2014 to april 2017 and in February 2017, so February, March, April, so two months before she stopped working, and for the viewers listening at home, listeners listening at home, oh boy, uh, I just counted on my fingers, by the way, when I, I did know, the, I could, I pictured it. I could actually yeah. hear you count on your fingers. <laughs> you could hear my fingers fly up in the air like, one, two. That's better <laughs> than me because you would have heard me bring up the calculator. Or like an abacus, you'd hear like little things clicking. <laughs> so... For in February 2017, J.K. Rowling's accountants um, were doing some bookkeeping and they did some research and they found that stuff wasn't right with Amanda. And so Amanda was given a credit card as a lot of, you know, personal assistants are. And but it was with the purpose uh, to buy J.K. things. Right. Yeah. So JK stuff says, for, yeah. Go buy my makeup. Go buy my tampons. I don't know. Whatever rich people get their assistants to buy. Um, and. She was also, um, sorry, no, so she was given a credit card, but what the accountants discovered was that she was ringing up a ton of expenses on that credit card that had nothing to do with JK. She was living like it was her money. Absolutely. Because here's another thing too, is she also had access to a safe that had foreign currency in it. So I guess if JK is like, oh, I'm going to America for the week, like pulls out a stack of hundreds. Exactly. So she was allegedly, Amanda was allegedly dipping into that as well. So, um, when accounting started adding some things up because they were super suspicious, they claim that Amanda spent almost $31,000 on herself and she blew it on things like uh, almost $2,000 on scented candles, almost $1,100 at a bakery, more than $2,100 at Starbucks. Near This, is, this one shook me. Nearly $5,000 on fancy London, like ink, British brand body wash and yeah, soap. Yeah, Molten, right? Molten Brown. Molten Brown, which yeah. I'd never heard before. It sounds kind of like Alton Brown's weird half-brother. 
that's a food network joke for anyone yeah. who got that one um and so yeah so she was going to like fancy molten brown and buying tons of soap and stuff oh and she uh spent almost or nearly sixteen hundred dollars on two cats so apparently shelters don't exist where amanda donaldson lives well they're like himalayans or whatever or yeah, persians they're, they're like they're like fancy feast cats exactly um and so she took she also allegedly took about four thousand dollars in harry potter memorabilia and toys and about ten thousand dollars in from that foreign currency fund and so amanda denies that she stole anything and she says that jk hasn't suffered any loss which is kind of sort of to me a shady way of saying like she's, she's worth so zillions. rich yeah. yeah that like $31,000 is nothing that's like a sneeze to her um, but JK is saying like no I have suffered and I'm well stealing is stealing yeah. Yeah. yeah just like I'm suing you for this and I want it I want my money back and because yeah like obviously I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give my assistant a credit card and be like okay spend this on me but if you happen to blow $5,000 yeah if you happen to wash yeah, if you happen to walk by a pet store and see an eight hundred dollar white pussy you want, yeah. go ahead. It's on me. But see this is to see if it's true, Amanda is not only bold, but she's dumb. Okay. I've had okay. jobs where I've been given, you know, like a credit card Ooh, and had access to petty cash. You've never had that? I've had access well, I've been assistant. I've been an assistant. I was gonna say I've had access to like a company credit card, but it was like um the limit on it was very, very low. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. And so I was more than careful because yeah. I, I didn't even think of stealing and I had like all my receipts in check because you're going to get caught eventually. Yeah. And also when you do, they're going to drag you into some office and they're going to interrogate you about every little charge for hours and then they'll cancel your company card. So it's not like you can go to the spa to unwind after being interrogated for five hours. So it's just not a good idea. No, but... I can see, I don't see Amanda being out of work for that long. So Amanda hasn't, she stopped working for JK in April 2017. We don't know if she like was able to get another job. I doubt it because I'm sure that she didn't have like a very good reference letter from JK. But with that being said, um, so she allegedly ran up a credit card bill on candles, cupcakes, bubble bath, pumpkin spice lattes, and cats. So... Taylor Swift is obviously going to be calling her right now and asking if she's available to be her personal assistant. Because that's her personal shopper. Her personal shopper. Yeah. But you know who I really feel for in this story? I feel for the cats. Because they were living a life where they were inhaling, you know, fancy candle fumes and eating decadent baked goods and, you know, getting washed in molten brown cat shampoo or whatever. And now they're going to have to eat friskies, you know, and have to get washed with soap with irish spring like oh. the poor cats so i'm praying for them yeah they're it's true they're the victims in the situation for sure yes. so on to another british story mm-hmm. yeah this is yeah so and um i should do a british accent for this one but i don't want britain to invade us and take over actually that'd probably be a good thing so i should do at, a british at point accent. things are at right now yeah at you this get point, that accent. Yes, i should so Benedict Cumberbatch, or B. Cums, as I call him, is promoting the Grinch, which he's the voice and the face of. And he, so he was on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio in the UK, and the subject of chamomile tea came up. As, um, it, as I'm sure it does all the time on British t- uh, radio shows. With Benedict Cumberbatch as the guest. Yes. Yeah. So specifically, that chamomile tea 
isn't T. So B comes as sick of it being called T and said, I'm sick of chamomile tea being called tea. It's not tea. Tea is a green leaf that comes from the, the well, mainly the foothills of, of places like India or, or countries like Brazil and South America, places that have beautiful mountains. So it needs to be a sort of subtropical alpine climate. And, you know, it's a very specific process. Chamomile is not grown in these environments. So that's not a tea. It's I'm just sorry. Chamomile. I just want to, everyone join in. Well said. <laughs> At last. So, uh, you know, would you like sweetener with your chamomile tea? No, I just want chamomile <laughs> with a bit of hot water. Okay, would you like some milk? No, I don't want, and I am doing an American accent for a reason. Okay. Uh, so his argument, argument boils down, no pun intended, oh to tea being a drink made from a tea plant. Now, technically, he's right. So chamomile isn't made from a tea plant. It's made from like daisies or some shit, right? Flowers, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I did some research, meaning Mm -hmm. I read like two articles on this. And chamomile is an herbal infusion, which is what I like to do to my body every night at 8 p.m. Which means, does that mean weed is considered tea then? Unless it's from India. If you pour hot water on weed, then yeah, I guess you could consider that to be tea. Okay, so... Do you do you call it tea, chamomile tea? Okay, so in uh, in Canada, sometimes people call herbal teas tisans, and I don't like that word because I think it sounds way too fancy. Tisan. Um, oh yeah, I, tisan, yeah, I read that yeah. too. Tisan. Yeah. So um, that's going to be my firstborn's name, by the way. Tisan. Oh god, and think about all the vowels where you could put an accent over Which, it too. And mm. tisan basically it sounds like tea. Yeah, exactly. It's just the fancier it's version. It's fancier. Of it. Yeah, it's the it's the Joan Collins of tea. Yeah. So, do I think that chamomile tea is tea? Yes, it is to me. Because to me, it's like if you pour hot water on anything, it's tea. That's tea. And yeah. like maybe that sound makes me sound like complete trash, which guilty as charged. But like, there's there's just something about it where like, if to me. If you have something that looks like coffee and you put hot water on it, it's coffee. And chamomile tea <laughs> looks is like dried up leaves, so it's tea. That's well, tea. I call it tea. Like who cares? Benedict Cumberbatch, you know he he's not going to buy it from me. So yeah, I'm still going to call it tea. But honestly, both sides are wrong. Chamomile okay. isn't a tea or an herbal infusion. It's a sandwich. So <laughs> have so- you been following this on the internet? They've been fighting again about whether. A hot dog, a hot is, dog a is a sandwich, which yes. it is not. It's honestly okay. I here's my thing about a hot dog is a sandwich. It's no, let's a, not get into it. Let's, okay, okay, let's not, right. But okay, is it a sandwich? It's not a fucking sandwich. Okay, great. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we we can continue to be friends. Yeah, and I've oh, so I've always this has been my narrative on D list of the site that <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is an alien from of another planet sent yep. to Earth to destroy us. And now it's clear that he's doing that by getting us to fight over whether chamomile is tea or not. So well played, Alien King. <laughs> this is the little part where we go over five stories, starting with the starting with Satan. So the blast reports that the um, Satanic Temple is suing Netflix and Warner Brothers for a total of $150 million for using the copyrighted design of the monument to Bafflement, sure, in episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So Bafflement is that satanic goat god 
So anyways, the lawsuit claims that Netflix misappropriated the image by claiming that it stands for evil, doesn't it? They say it's in 10 episodes and is a major part of the finale. The Satanists told Netflix about the copyright infringement last month, but Netflix didn't say anything. And they obviously kept it in the show. Yeah. And also, they probably don't care either. They thought no. they probably said the Church of Satan was, you know, fooling around, but they're not because that's a huge lawsuit. Well, and also, we already knew that Satan is a money grubbing fame whore. I mean, his most proud creation is Chris Jenner. So that shows you that. And I was going to say, actually, I hope nobody tells the Church of Satan about keeping up with the Kardashians. Otherwise, they're going to want to get another lawyer ready because that show is filled with devils. Oh, no, they're a producer. They have a producer credit on that. Oh, okay. I'm that's pretty true. sure. And I think like Satan and Netflix are in cahoots on this because if Netflix has to settle with Satan and pay a bunch of money, that means they have to make that money back by making 10,000 more new shows, which means my brain is really going to explode when I look for something new to watch on Netflix because there's literally 50 new shows there a day. I know. I've barely even gotten through all the baking shows. Yeah, I haven't even touched that, and I don't know if I can. So a source tells Us Weekly that Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan plan to raise their upcoming kid as a normal person. The kid will have chores and will get a job one day. Uh Mm -hmm. They're not going to spoil their baby, Mm -hmm. and Meghan plans to take them on the subway. Oh, yeah, as if. Okay, here's the thing. Those kids will maybe have chores, but they're going to be like royal chores, like making your bed or thanking the nanny. I would like Megan to call me when she has them up on a ladder scooping wet stinky leaves out of the Clarence House gutters while Grandpa Charles yells that they're not doing it right. That's real kid chores. Yeah, I never had to do that. (laughs) I had to pick up dog shit. I would have gladly picked up leaves and dog shit. But like if my mom was a member of the royal family and I was a member of the royal family and she dragged me onto the fucking subway... I'd run to my great-grandmama and report her for committing cruel and acts against me. To the dungeon yeah. she'd go, which she'd probably like because she likes the fucking subway. But the thing <laughs> is, so this Us Weekly thing is probably not true. It's Us Weekly. But I hate it like when privileged people say they're not going to raise their kids to be privileged. Like, bitch, they're going to be privileged whether you like it or not. Just teach them to use their privilege for good things instead of goopy things. And. <laughs> Meg Ryan announced on her Instagram that she's engaged to John Mellencamp. They dated for three years before breaking up in 2014, and then they got back together in May of last year. She's 56, he's 67. She announced the news along with an illustration of them that was drawn by a serial killer with arthritis, I believe. Look it up on her Instagram. The picture is... You you get your holy water handy. (laughs) You know... The the picture is terrible, but with that being said, I wish that I wish Meg Ryan and John Mellencamp the absolute best, and I also wish for them that Meg Ryan doesn't film another movie with Russell Crowe anytime in the future because that guy is marriage kryptonite apparently. Has she done a movie recently? She hasn't, but you never know when Russell Crowe's yeah, gonna come so out of hiding. Don't do it with Russell Crowe. No. So I raise a glass of sparkling Metamucil to them. We're happy. So Chris Pine shows his dick and his pubes in the Netflix movie Outlaw King, which comes out on Friday. So today. Uh, Everyone has been talking about it. And Chris has mostly been a good sport about it. But he did say some serious words about everyone thirsting over his dick. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about how he was on BBC Radio 1 and said that his dick only makes an appearance for a quick minute. 
and it's not a Michael Fassbender situation, meaning that it doesn't get as much screen time as Fassbender's peen does in Shane. But Chris says that his dick matches Fassbender's. Here's the thing, as I realized... A lot has been made of the, uh, in this about me being nude, and quite honestly, I'm only naked for about... Uh, it's, it's no, uh, you know, it's no uh, Fassbender uh, situation. I mean, I'm certainly match him, but... Sure, sure. I mean, the real question is here... Can either of them match John Hamm's penis? I say they can't. And to that I say, prove me wrong, boys. Well, Please you can find out. pictures. Yeah, well, you can. The Huffington Post, they earned their Pulitzer yes. by reviewing Chris's dick. So they say it pops up. If you don't want to watch whatever The Outlaw King is about and you just want to see the dick. So it pops up for one second. No pun intended. At the one hour, 27 minute, 52 mark. So set that. So Chris basically challenged Fassbender to a dick measuring contest, right? That's yes. what I got from that. Yeah. So fuck the Super Bowl. That's the sport I want to see. But I don't know if tongue lengthening surgery is a thing. But if it is, the doctors who do it are going to get flooded with new patients because we're all going to get that surgery so we can submit our tongue to be the ruler in that measuring contest. Oh, my so God. I'm, I'm Googling it now. And finally, <laughs> light all your synced Golden Girls candles for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The 85-year-old Supreme Court justice is laid up in the hospital after she fell in her office and fractured three ribs. Oh, my God. She's in the hospital for observation and treatment. She's 85, so obviously she's gone through several ailments throughout the years. Yeah, she's gone through it all. But, like, she's 85. Like, Michael, this is why... Okay, so being on the the Supreme Court... The Supreme Court is a lifetime job, right? Yeah, which like, is, yeah, that's, we can argue about that at yeah. a later time. But, but yeah, that's it's crazy. a lifetime gig. But this is why it shouldn't, like, this is why if it's going to be a lifetime gig, they have to start to, or you have to, or you resign. So you either die or resign. Right, right. So, but if you're not going to resign, I think that at the second you hit 76, the government has to give you a hover round, and that's the only way you're allowed to get around anywhere and then they have to give you a robot butler that does everything else because they have to take precautions and make sure that people aren't breaking ribs at work well, especially ruth bader who yeah we so everyone on twitter keeps saying like they'll donate every single organ of theirs to her but i say fuck that i say get elon musk to build her some bionic parts so she can really live forever like do something good for once elon So for this next segment, um, because it's barely a week after Halloween, which means that it's time time to start celebrating the holidays, uh, we're going to be talking about Oprah's annual favorite things list, which is personally one of my favorite holiday traditions. Still? Yes. <laughs> I think it's like her... I, just, I miss the old days when she really did it. Like she had a diamond watch. Yes. She had a cruise. She had a damn car. To yep. me, it's not the holidays unless I see the heads of Oprah's audience members fly through the sky exactly. after they get a car, which I think is a line in Twas the Night Before Christmas. But anyway, really sorry. But... Yeah, she was, giving, she was giving away like people and trips to planets and shit like that. Well, she doesn't do that anymore. She's much more modest now. Um so on Oprah's favorite things list this year, which I believe is her like 400th list, it feels like it's been going on forever. Some of the more extravagant items include, because I'm saying extravagant, because there are some very basic, boring things. Like she has yeah, socks on her list. Yeah, it's very basic, rich 
woman. Yeah, it's like who the fuck puts socks on? It's like on even that Martha Stewart is yawning at that list. Exactly. It's, yeah. So here are some fancier items she has. She has a $134 caftan, which it's not even like a sassy Mrs. Roper caftan. It's just plain and boring. She's got a $360 makeup brush set, $144 fingerless gloves, which is very hobo. Oh, I know what she's doing with that. Insert your Gale joke here. Your very fresh Gale joke here. Exactly. Um, she's got a $38 chocolate snowman that you throw into hot milk to make hot chocolate, which seems really morbid the more I think about it. So that's kind of like, that's like Oprah's creepy ass weird list things. Um, she's got a $159 dog DNA test, which is kind of the definition of who cares. Well, and if you're going to, but if you, to me, if you're going to spend $160, that's not a bad way to spend it. I want to know, like, if my dog's related to the queen's dog, so we can try and get some money. That's true. I mean, none of us won the Powerball, so we have to get it where we can get it. Um, she also has a $180 tin of popcorn, which I felt was very Oprah. You know, Oprah's like on Weight Watchers and being like, okay, eat healthy, but also here's almost $200 worth of popcorn in a giant tub. So... But it's like flavored, right? Yeah, it's like... With diamond dust and gold liquid. Yeah, and her own farts. And yeah. yeah, so it's obviously very, very expensive. So, Michael, my question to you is, you looked at the list, yes. correct? You read her whole list, which you can find online. You can find it everywhere. Um, and is there something in specific on that list that you would actually buy? Well, that I would... Okay, so first of all, I want to say that on Oprah's site, she has a list. She has links to Amazon, yes. which I love. She's getting that Amazon affiliate program money. Yeah. So get that money, Oprah. So... If to if someone was to give me something on that list, I'd want the electric bike because it's obviously the most expensive at seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, and I can sell, sell it, it on eBay. Yeah. But if I had to get something, I mean, I don't want any of it. Honestly, I wouldn't buy any of it. Right. But if I had to, if I had to, the rainbow glass tumblers. Okay. Like these tumblers because they look like unicorn butt plugs. That's why I say that, yes. and they're. Four for $40, which is highway robbery, but that's what I would pick. What that's, would you pick? That's still very reasonable for an Oprah's favorite thing. Oh my God, you are rich. <laughs> no, Michael, it's just because I spent 10 minutes reading the Oprah's favorite thing list, and then all of a sudden I became very fancy. It rubbed off on me. Um, so for me personally, if someone's going to buy me something, I would want that dog DNA testing kit because it's about $100 cheaper than the human version, and I'm pretty sure it works on the same kind of principle. So... So you want to know if you're like part poodle, part yeah, or like if I'm part poodle, what part, what part of the country is that poodle from? Like, I think it would be a good investment. I'm what I'm trying to say is, I think DNA testing is all pretty much the same. I do want to know if I have any pug in me. So yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. So now, Michael, if you had your own favorite things list, if there was Michael's favorite thing list that you put out every year, what is something that would be on your list this year? Okay, I pulled a U because I picked two. Oh, Michael. So so, so this is delisted, and I'm sex-crazed. Yeah. So my first one is it's a prostate massager from Lilo. Okay. It's called the Bruno because it'll make you scream, la, 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 la. Well, wait, that's Borat. <laughs> that's what is What does Bruno say? He says I was fierce, Shane, because okay, he's yeah. German. So it'll, it'll make you say that. Yeah. And But so 
In the voice of snobby saleswoman number two from Pretty Woman, it's very expensive. It's $169, which is expensive, but that's like the price of a mid-tier hustler. So I've heard. So <laughs> that's my first pick. My second item is great for after you pop that prostate. Uh-huh. So this is a good segue. Uh, I eat popcorn most days. <laughs> okay. I'm addicted to it. And I went from like microwave back popcorn to being all gourmet, you know, in the stovetop with the oil, oh, which takes too long. Fancy and goopy over here. Yeah, to an air popper machine. And I like the air popper machine, but I went through like four of them. Okay. They kept breaking. So this is like the delisted version of uh, Oprah's, how much was that? $60 tub of popcorn? 180 Yeah. So this thing I found on Amazon a while ago. Okay. It's called the Colonel Popper. Okay. And it's a silicone bowl. And you put the popcorn kernels in it, and then you put this plastic lid over that, and then you put in the microwave for like two minutes, and it makes perfectly popped air popcorn. It's perfect. Oh. It's only $14. Oh, that's that's very affordable. Yeah. And am I eating popcorn laced with toxic fumes? Probably. But it's delicious. So what's yours? Okay. So, Michael, I pulled a me, and I also picked two. But the one that I picked, I kind of like, I realized afterwards it made me sound like a real hillbilly. So I was like, okay, I need to pick something else. So my original choice was, do you guys have Primo um, pasta sauce in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. So we we have it here. We have a product called Primo Pizza Squeeze. And I don't know if you have it down there, but it's just a... No. It looks like a ketchup bottle, and it's filled with pizza sauce. And it's probably my favorite condiment of anything. Do you put it like on crackers? Oh, I put it on crackers. I put it on hot dogs. I dip my pizza crust in it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I probably... I would I would lube. drink pizza You squeeze. can use it as lube. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I put it on my Get face. it with the prost- Lilo prostate massager. Make oh, a good... That's a good Amazon good companion. Yes. Yeah. So that was my first choice. And I realized like a $4 bottle of pizza sauce is... That's pretty bad. So my second choice is... Um, last Christmas, I got a recyclable toothbrush and I don't know if you've ever had a, you might be fancy. Are you sure it was just someone who didn't hate you and gave you their old toothbrush? (laughs) No, it came in a box. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure the box was sealed. I mean, it did smell like someone's mouth, so who knows? No, but so recycle, recyclable toothbrush, it's like a bamboo toothbrush and the, um, the bristles on it are all recyclable too. It comes in a recyclable box and the plastic that it's in, again, that like decomposes. Now, when you're done with the pr- toothbrush, the thing you have to do is get a, get out a pair of pliers and pull out the bristles yourself. But that's what? a very, that's a very small price to pay for knowing that you're basically saving the earth. So no, I'd rather not save the earth and not have to pull out bristles. I will. Okay. Well, to, to each their own. It is very satisfying to pull out those bristles. But um, I will say this: it's the kind of item you have to be very careful with because I accidentally dropped mine behind the toilet about a month after I started using it, and so I had to throw it out right away, which I think made Mother Nature cry a little bit because <laughs> I only used it for four weeks. Um, so you just have to be very careful that you're not going through so many recyclable toothbrushes and throwing them out each time. Well, and that's like a perfect gift to give like the environmental savior to the world. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Although he probably brushes his teeth on the, you know, 19-year-old model pubes. So yeah. maybe don't save your money. Mm-hmm. So that's our favorite things. Yeah, you your Christmas can start, you can start shopping early for Christmas now. So right now we don't have an Amazon affiliate program link. So no. sadly, we didn't think this through. I know. 
But um, that ends that, and that ends this show. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Early Christmas, everyone. Merry Early Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Bye.